Hello, Hello. and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with Jennifer Lopez. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Today we are continuing our Jennifer Lopez miniseries with possibly the first good movie she's ever been in, Hustlers, released in 2019, written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria, based on a New York Magazine article called The Hustlers at Scores by Jessica Pressler about a group of strippers who start roofing wealthy men to take all their money. And joining us today, we have Mr. Sam Selesno. Hey, how is everyone? Great. Great. Um, I it's told you very... it would be worth it to get here, Sam. I know. It was a long road through it the 90s and the 2000s, but we're here. Thank God. I really like this movie. I wasn't expecting to like it. I knew you would like it. I've been on the J-Lo is not a good actress train for this whole thing. But, <laughs> but wasn't she good? It turns out all she needed was a worthwhile script. And a female director, maybe? Possibly. Yeah, and like a chance to use like a New York accent. Uh-huh. And a... Uh, piercing in her chin oh, that, <laughs> that helped sad. a lot the chin stud it really went a long way i think that was beautiful and um, still got to show her butt like a few times she many times she yeah, her amazing. her uh stripping outfit i read on imdb was tailored within an inch of its life to show off her like toned muscles and also mm-hmm. allow her to move well during that fiona apple criminal number uh, oh my god Isn't that the of best course part it of was movie? fiona apple too which i was i was no i only saw that i was like samantha's gonna love this like <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking the whole time this movie like seemed very sam selesno to mm. me thank in you a way that i, I love this movie quite identify okay but <laughs> are you um i was gonna say do you relate i well i was watching it um with my friend and i was like i i like the writing in the movie because it kind of reminds me uh, it's like very quentin tarantino-esque without mm-hmm. like meandering what kind of not really actually uh, maybe i'm thinking of russian doll i just watched that recently too i love russian doll <laughs> But I don't see it as Quentin Tarantino or Russian Doll. (laughs) It's not at all. I think I'm just high, you guys. It's very very Nora Ephron. Tarantino writes great dialogue. I know that we don't like him because he said the N-word in Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Did he say it, though? Yeah. Is he in that movie? He has a small role. Um, he shows up my in, parents like, watched Pulp Fiction rent. and they told me it wasn't worth it. Really? <laughs> so I haven't wow. seen it. I saw it for the first time like two weeks ago. I, mean, I thought it was great. It's like, I think what? It's, it's... I'm a Tarantino head You're now. a straight person now, it's Sam. It's definitely really like are. a novelty of a movie. Like, I feel like you have to see it just to say that you've like seen That's it. That's what I'm thinking. The, the yeah. dialogue in it is good, but I, it, it's... The only Tarantino I've seen is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm, and I mean, I, people so think what From Dust Till Dawn is Tarantino, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's Robert, Robert Rodriguez. I think that From Dusk Till Dawn That's a good showcases movie. it's a great movie and it showcases what I personally love about Tarantino, which is like that he dies. Dialogue that is <laughs> like good for the sake of it. I feel like especially on this podcast, we watch so many shitty movies and mm. I feel like so many movies, the dialogue from all is, actresses. Yeah. The, you gotta put your time in. Exactly. The dialogue is there to get you from point A to point B. And Tarantino writes dialogue like interesting dialogue that it's it's not just there to like set up a cool shot right. or there yeah. to it's, it's like, like there character, character build yeah Diablo yeah. Cody yeah right it's Diablo very, Cody does that too it's very Diablo yeah I actually don't yeah I don't know why this movie reminds me of myself also I really I've 
we watched this movie probably like seven times. Who do you identify as? Which character? <sighs> um, Cardi B. No, yeah. I, I, I feel <laughs> Move like, out of the way, bitch. <laughs> I feel like I identify with um, Constance Wu's character, sure. kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Because you freshly came off a boat? <laughs> Oh yeah, because I denounced fresh off the boat on Twitter, <laughs> and then was subsequently canceled. No, um. she, do you know, did you read recently? She was like, I wanted to kill myself after that. Yeah, because yeah. people started what DMing her, telling her to kill herself. It makes me so sad because she's really good. All she's she so did, good in this movie. Literally, she's the only really thing that she did was be like kind of a bitch on Twitter, and I feel like if you're a bitch in a funny way. That's amazing. Nothing yeah. will ever be funnier than the news getting released that Fresh Off the Boat had been renewed and Constance Wu just tweeting, fuck my life. <laughs> I mean, that's so what Twitter funny. used to be for. That's so funny. That's what Twitter it used to be really for. Funny. And I, the fact that people got that worked up about an ABC sitcom. Whoa. How dare you trash talk this ABC sitcom? To be yeah. fair, she should have put it on Close Friends. There was no close friends at this point in time. I'm just saying. We didn't have Twitter circles. No, Tumblr. You're right. It could have been on her close friend's story. No. Like, that's she what it should have been on. her fucking mouth or talk to her agent. Her Snapchat. 24 <laughs> hours. No. Get it out. I'm not that familiar with the Fresh Off the Boat controversy. Me neither. I yeah, feel neither. like I read something about how, like, it was all white writers on the cast oh. after a while. Hmm. But I will not stand by that because I straight up don't know if it's true. Well, didn't, like, <laughs> doesn't Ali Wong write it? Or was she a writer on it? That sounds familiar. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Then it was she probably is white people. slash was a writer on it. Yeah. At some um, point in time. Her bangs in this movie are really bad. <laughs> really? Sam, they're <laughs> way too high. No, but bangs. only if they hit the brow okay. like they should. They, okay. they the, were a little too, like she cut them herself. No, you're right. But at the, for some reason they were like fitting. It was camp. Because like, the, I feel like the other... She's her character is kind of scrappy, um, and I feel like the bangs yeah. were kind of scrappy sure. too. Yeah, I love how like when she <laughs> jumping forward. Obviously, when she is uh, scrappily covered in blood, taking her daughter to school. Oh my yeah. god, uh, really, <laughs> really good. Um, but this movie falls into a genre of film that is actually a really good genre of film. <laughs> Sorry, based on, <laughs> movies based on articles about women stealing things. Yes. yes. Like the bling ring. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And Spring Breakers. That's probably why you thought of me when you saw Because I talk about the bling ring a lot. Um, I love the we bling love ring. The we bling love the bling ring. ring. The bling you just introduced your little sister to it. Yeah. I watched it with Melanie for the first time last week. <laughs> she didn't did, even know about did it. Did you like induce like panic within her? Like did something. <laughs> it induced panic within me. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I had like more of a reaction to it than she did. Okay. Um. We were watching it, and when the kids got arrested, I was like, I have to go into the other room and lie down. Like, I got so stressed <laughs> We're out. in a recession again now, so it's like, I too want to rob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When... <laughs> <laughs> I want to rob. When they started stealing from the men in this movie, all I could think about was Emma Watson saying, I want uh, to rob. If Emma Watson <laughs> was in this... Oh my God, it would have been so fun. Did you, guys do a po- did you guys do an episode on the bling ring? No. Okay. I think we should at some point. I don't know which actress we should do in that movie. I yeah. mean, obviously, I always think Emma Watson's underrated, but everyone yeah. else says she's perfectly rated. Um, <laughs> but imagine the glory we could have watching... Doing Emma Watson. Yeah, like we could do Beauty and the movie. Beast. We could do Noah. We could do um, 
perks. Come this on. There's With some other good actors. Ezra Miller. <laughs> Should our next subject be Ezra Miller? Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that too. Um, I was like, they should do Ezra Miller next, but like <laughs> underrated actress. Yeah. Well, if underrated. they're non-binary, yeah. it would be actrix. Yeah. Actrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why has no one said that yet? I don't know. Nobody's as smart as me. So okay. So it open it opens with uh, the beginning to a Janet Jackson song. I learned oh. from the IMDb trivia. It's just mm. a voiceover of her speaking, saying, "This is a story about control." my control, control of what I say, what I do. And this time I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And my inner feminist was like, yes, bitch. And then there was a time card that said 2007. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And it was just Constance is a very new stripper. She's working her literal ass off and having to hand over so much money that she makes to the club, even though she's the only one doing anything. Yeah. I mean, like she does more than like her managers, et cetera. Um, then there's this other guy who stops her. He goes, you need anything. You call me. And she's like, sure. And hands him $20. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, even this guy who's saying that he can give her anything she wants, she has to give him money. Then she sees J-Lo uh, stripping to criminal. Oh my God. Which begins okay. with a bedazzled messenger hat. Yeah. That she has to take off immediately, ostensibly because it's so fucking stupid. Wait, I didn't even <laughs> notice the hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, even, you mean the, like, the cop the hat? hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those, yeah, it's very like Leather Daddy. Yeah, hated it. Really? I think it completes the outfit. I was like, this is dumb. Just a little drama. I I, I like love hate. Just a little little drama. drama. It was only there for a second anyway. But can we just talk about when she's doing, when she's like standing on her head and then she does the splits, but like upside down and then her legs literally hit the ground on either side of her fully. Yeah, yeah. And this woman is 50 Holy years old. Yeah. yeah. No, she trained for this apparently for like two and a half months. Yeah. I was going to say like nearly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. she's 50, 50 years old when she did this. I mean, she's like a, a trained dancer, yeah. but these stripper moves, they're like very well, athletic. Had like, she yeah. ever done pole stuff in her act before? I don't no. know. Because no. she did it at the Super Bowl. That was after she filmed Hustlers. Right. So I think she but was I mean, trying I to. I wondered if she was referencing that. Yeah, I I think I think the Super Bowl performance was referencing <sighs> Hustlers. That was yeah. actually fun fact. Uh, that Super Bowl took place a, f- a week exactly. Oh. We're drinking White Claws. <laughs> drinking. Um, sponsor us. Sponsor us, Claw. <laughs> um, no, I prefer High Noon. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, White Claw. Uh, Look she- who's straight now. <laughs> What? White Claw is so much straighter than High Noon. Is High Noon right? isn't High Noon a beer? No, hi, no, hi, it's a vodka soda in a, a can. Soda. High Noon is better. Vodka soda is a gay drink. High Noon's better because mm. they use like real fruit juice and real vodka. Sponsor us High Noon. By us, I mean Samantha. Sam, no, you can be. Do on you the remember show. a week ago when we went to a bar and ordered drinks, and you asked for lime juice in yours, and the bartender just squeezed a lime into the drink? I know, I was so pissed. It was they didn't nasty. have fresh lime juice. They, I was expecting one of those like lime, like lime juice, juice cocktails, mixers. yeah, that has mm. like sugar in it or something. Yeah, I could have hooked you up. I was hoping but for. thank you. Oh, but anyway, what I was <laughs> what I was saying is that Super Bowl I remember was the same. That was literally a week before, seven days before. The Oscars that year, which she should have been nominated at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, agree mm-hmm. that she should have been nominated? Yes. And I think this performance was worth the nomination. Yeah. yeah. I think it I was. I don't even know what else was nominated. Uh, Laura Dern won the category. Uh-oh. Oh, for Little Women? No, for oh, Marriage Story. Well, yeah. Here's the problem. She was good in that. But. Here's the problem. JLo, I think, should have won. 
Yeah. The yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Be- but people have this whole obsession with like, oh, but she was just playing J-Lo. I'm like, was Laura Dern not playing Laura Dern? Literally. Literally. And she was just doing Laura Dern. I hate it when people are like, they have to fully transform to earn an Oscar. I'm like, uh, first of all, that's makeup. Yeah. yeah. That's not them. Second of all, that's not acting. Acting is called acting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, not act. Not all actors are like that. Like, I feel like there are some really good actors that just play variations of themselves yeah and there are some actors Mm -hmm. who are able to be character actors Mm -hmm. and like kind of transform a little more um but i feel like j-lo like even though it was kind of herself i did feel like there was a bit of a transformation there i did too and it was mostly the chin stud yeah Mm -hmm. but and when compared to the rest of her filmography yes and also, there was just a lot more depth to this role than there was mm-hmm. in Laura Dern's. Yeah. I mean, I do, mm-hmm. I do think. I mean, I love Laura Dern. Don't get me wrong. Love Laura Dern, but she was in Marriage Story for about two seconds. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing in both seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. And J Lo had this whole arc of like, you start. I. I think she was a co lead for sure. I think that she might have had a better chance if she were nominated for supporting. She was for supporting. She was nominated for She supporting. was supposed to be at for supporting. The, well, at the Golden Globes, I think she won for supporting, right? I don't think she won anything, but she, she was nominated for a lot. Am I making that up? She was nominated like the whole way along, but she never mm. got. Because I double checked because I was like, did Lord Lord and swept. But I was like, in a way, I was grateful that there hadn't, didn't, wasn't, didn't have to be like a gay flame war on Twitter over Laura Dern versus Jennifer Lopez but oh my god you know it was still sucked though like she was definitely a co-lead in the movie that's why I hate it when they do like supporting I mean I guess it's less of her point of view but she's in like almost every single scene yeah yeah but I do think that point of view is kind of what yeah lead is about who's the lead of the podcast we're co-leads <laughs> I would go supporting for you <laughs> actrix <laughs> so Constance Wu is Im- Constance Wu is immediately enamored with J-Lo as soon as she sees her mm-hmm. uh, it's she- very ho yay. It's, yes. it's a little sapphic too yes <laughs> like she seduces every all the men and Constance Wu I think mm-hmm. They're, it's very it's very they're lesbian. very labian <laughs> <laughs> she goes Majora up to J-Lo is, like, smoking a cigarette uh, in, like, in, like, a fur coat mm-hmm. on the roof. Mm-hmm. And Constance Living is, her best life. And Constance is, like, borderline, like, acting like a little girl. She's just like, oh, hi. Uh, can and she's, I, like, completely naked. Like, and she's like, uh, yeah. Oh, can I, I get I in just, your coat? I also just want to note that before they go up to the roof, J-Lo walks off the stage with all the money in her hands and wa- and as she's walking past Constance Wu she she says the line doesn't money make you horny mm-hmm. and she walks by and I just remember that because I got chills I, I was like yeah yes. I, I'm horny for you Jennifer Lopez you know what I <laughs> loved about that too is that there was so much money on the yeah. floor and I it's the same thing like when you're like at a drag show and like you tip them but it's like they throw it on the ground I just think it's so like I love when like people perform and I'm assuming strippers really do it too, but I've never been to a strip club. Sorry. Um, but like they discard the money, even though they get it later. It's like, oh, I don't need mm-hmm. that. Even though they do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's so it's very titillating. It's empowering. <laughs> Speaking of empowering, Lizzo's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing very the on, flute. Very on brand. Of course. Yeah. And She's Cardi great. B and Icon Trace Lissette. Mm-hmm. And Usher. 
Oh, as yeah. himself. Yeah. Who was written into the script before um, they asked him if he would be in it. Oh, cool. Lorraine just wrote him in and was like, ooh, I hope he says yes. And then he did. It was J-Lo. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. J-Lo convinced Cardi B to do the movie. Okay, because cool. Cardi had been a stripper before and had also roofied men for money before. Yeah. <laughs> and J-Lo was like, you're the only person who knows this world. You have to do it. And she was like, all right, I'll be in your film for 10 seconds. She has a fun scene. Yeah. 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 Um, she has a couple of fun things to do. Oh, I was going to say, it, it, J-Lo is transforming because it's like, you know how in a lot of her other movies we were like, oh, she's obviously J-Lo. And like people are acting like she's like not hot or whatever. Yeah. She actually, this worked because she was playing like a hot woman, but she really had the class thing. Like, I really believed that she was, like, working for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Like, that she was used to luxury, but she, like, felt like she, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't seem like a billionaire to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was class solidarity. I mean, that's really what this movie is about. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Marx is uh, <laughs> smiling on this film with he glee is. from the ground. Uh. <laughs> Marx himself. <laughs> <clears throat> when J-Lo is convincing Constance to rob men with her and she goes, we got to stop thinking like these Wall Street guys. You see what oh, they did yeah. to this country? Is that I, a British accent? I don't even know. I <laughs> yeah, she's like, in we got to stop she's thinking like these Wall Street guys. <laughs> she's in Les Mis all of a sudden. She's Mrs. Coffee. Lovett. That's what's paying for those blowjobs. The fucking firefighters retirement fund. Oh my God. Oh, yes. J-Lo, Mrs. Lovett. That How was good such would a good be? line. Oh, yes. Constance Wu is Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Constance Wu is Toby. Oh, no, 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 no. Kiki Palmer is Toby. I feel like Kiki Palmer would be a good Mrs. Lovett, actually. She would oh, be my great. God, yeah. She would be phenomenal. Okay, she slayed in this movie as well. She was great. Oh, She's a scene great stealer. time to announce our next subject is going to be Kiki Palmer. Nope. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, love her. Hated that. She's yeah. yeah, I know me too. She's great in the movie. She's in many scenes. She mm -hmm. was collecting her paycheck and turning heads while doing so. Yes. Um her presence was welcome, loving, always and reassuring. Um and yeah, she she's a scene stealer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what she does, but like no one cares. I I feel like actors care, performers care. Oh, the if people right who people care about care. culture care, yeah. Well, when I like, was in a movie with Kiki, I didn't care. <laughs> you when were in were a, movie in a movie with Kiki Palmer. Were you in? Uh, I was True Jackson VP. <laughs> <laughs> I played the president. She oh was my, my VP. Well, was that a Dan Schneider show? I hope not. Did she sign the NDA? I mean, she's fine now. Yeah, it's true. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think she's fine. She seems fine. I would have taken the three hundred thousand. Wait, what? For, we were talking about Jeanette McCurdy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they I don't know her, all they, the details. So they made her um, sign. Well, they, well they, they offered her. Yes. 300000 On the same <laughs> phone call, her agents and her managers all got on like a group phone call with her. And they were like, hey, girly, so sorry to say your show, Sam and Cat, has been canceled. Mm. And she was like, thank God. And they were like, and Nickelodeon wants to give you $300,000. All you have to do is sign a document saying that you will never discuss your experiences with Dan Schneider. And yeah. she said no. And they were like, really? And she was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, oh, okay. No, it was a good move in the long run. It was, run, yeah. Now I mean, she knew she was going to gonna write about a book about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, that's 
Yeah, I mean, t- uh, turning down money is hard. It is. It's <coughs> yeah. really hard. That's like over a quarter mil. Yeah, which is kind of the moral of this movie. How yeah. are you supposed when you're when you're wanting for money? How are you not supposed to drug Wall Street guys? That's why I liked that scene when she's. Well, we didn't mention <clears throat> the framing device of Julia Stiles. Yeah, she's writing an article and she's interviewing who is, Constance. And the movie's it. based on the article, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but like Constance Wu was like, what would you do for $1,000? Wait, I don't know where your background is. So she like, the interviewer, she went to Brown. She had a psychiatrist. Mm. Like she was well off. Yeah, yeah. That was And that's a really, really good point. It was a really powerful <clears throat> scene. I feel like I was kind of rooting for her when she was grilling this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, how dare you come into this woman's life just to, you know, exploit her for your story? Um, I wonder how Jessica Pressler like felt about that. But like, it doesn't matter. She's like raking in millions right now mm-hmm. from these women and from Anna Delvey. So yeah. she wrote that too. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. She's like, but Nancy Joe. I don't know about millions. <laughs> the bling ring. What? I don't know about millions. Me, yeah, from like she's, two articles. She's, she's, she's I mean, it, but like from, the rights to the article was made into a major Hollywood studio film. Yeah, two of them, she or no, and a getting, Netflix show. She has to be getting like residuals from something. Yeah, I would hope. Um, I hope. It's also always funny when you see like a cast of people with combined net worth of I don't know an insane amount in a movie about class, mm-hmm, about poverty. But yeah. you know, yeah, um, it is what it is. Who is the white girl? <clears throat> um, okay, so her, oh, that was Lily Rein, the, yes, the one who Lily, kept vomiting. Lily yeah. Reinhardt, she's on Riverdale. Yeah, okay, that's I right. don't know her from anywhere else. My friend had to tell me, like, oh, that's that girl from Riverdale. Right, right, right. right. But yeah. I only know her from Hustlers. She's pretty good. But yeah, like, yeah, she, she was good. I, I might watch Riverdale. Now. I kind, <laughs> I kind of love how I love when a movie. This is gonna sound so stupid and boomerific, but I love when a movie has like everyone, like every race represented. <laughs> in like all the main friend group There's it's just exciting one, an Asian it's like one, Rent. a Latino one it's, it's like Rent it's just like Rent Rent has every for, sexuality and every fraudulence. race uh-huh. yeah and like these are my sisters <laughs> what was it same mom four different dads or something no same yes. dad different moms different moms I, <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah I was just thinking I, I just realized I saw this TikTok like um, a few months ago um, about the, it, the TikToker, the user was like talking about um, fraud and like scams. She she must have been like a paralegal or something. And she the whole TikTok was just about how she thinks that Jennifer Lopez is fraudulent, um, like that she does fraudulent behavior because apparently um, her music is like sung by other people um, that don't it. get credited and like her acting career just seems a little inauthentic at times um, but that's why she's like so perfect in this movie I think um, because she's a real life hustler <laughs> she's a real life hustler she's Jenny from the block yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jenny from the block's just trying to make it yeah <laughs> exactly um, Molly who um, was gonna be on the pod but it was not f- for um She's, she's in, in London. She's in London, um, <clears throat> by the way. But uh, she said she's not a JLo. She's a JLo skeptic as well. Ooh. She said she heard that or read somewhere that JLo was an industry plant to undermine Mariah Carey oh my God. <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> and I don't necessarily disagree, 
But I also feel like they're completely different. Yeah, they're so yeah. different. Like Mariah was never an actress. Maybe to undermine mm. like Gloria Estefan or something. Or overmine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think JLo's career is very unique. And uh, I do think I'm glad that it, I think this is the perfect like acting culmination for her because I feel like, like you said, it's like very, it's reflective of her, but it's also gives her material that she yeah. hasn't ever had before. Yeah. I don't think that generally speaking, I don't think that she makes good choices uh, as far as acting sure. goes. I'm obsessed with the fact that she did Hustlers. It was critically acclaimed. Everybody was like, oh my God, she's like a real actress. Mm-hmm. Her very next project was Marry Me. I mean, hey. <laughs> you win some, you a lose some. A romantic comedy with Owen Wilson where she actually is playing herself. Well, that could have been... Because that was the same year. Oh, yeah. I saw a trailer for that and thought, that looks awful. Yeah. Um, Hustlers was the same year as Anka Jams. Oh. And Adam Sandler said, if he didn't get Oscar nominated... You were on the pod for that, right? I was. I oh, was on the yes. Anka Jams. If he didn't get nominated for it, he would just make the worst the movies worst ever. Movie. And so that's probably why... She's doing an Adam Sandler. She's pulling an Adam Sandler. Yeah. Even though she was pulling an Adam Sandler way before Hustlers as well. Yeah, Made in Manhattan is big daddy for women. I think Made in Manhattan is better than... Of the movies we've yeah. watched, it's not the worst. I, re- I really liked Made in Manhattan when I was a kid. Have you rewatched it, though? I haven't rewatched it recently, but I like as a kid, I liked it. I It was better than The Wedding Planner. Yeah. Have you seen Monster-in-Law? I was just going to ask if you guys did Monster-in-Law. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's also Oh, what did you want to talk about? Um, which Shayla movie that we did not cover? Oh, oh! I was gonna ask. I was asking Jake earlier if you guys were gonna do Jiggly, Geely, whatever. Geely. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm surprised to hear that you're not doing it. But I feel like it would be worthwhile because apparently it's like one of the worst movies ever made. So bad that it apparently like broke up um, her relationship with Ben Affleck. What? Yeah, ben no. I would, look, I would look into it. Um, oh side note: apparently, but, it's about her. <laughs> she uh, plays a lesbian and Ben Affleck like turns her straight like that's what, like the movie's borderline offensive oh my god yeah do you think that um, Ben Affleck <laughs> decided that he was still in love with her after he saw Hustlers uh, oh yeah maybe, like my oh, yeah. girl can act maybe what I are mean, your thoughts on the, Ben after for that part two scene I mean come on oh, how yeah. could you not fall in love after that I mean like that was legendary mm-hmm. and there was no stunt double or anything what? like she yeah like there she no did double. all of she that did the whole thing. she did the whole dance all yeah. of it the split mm-hmm. twerk the heel clack mm. um <laughs> the hat <laughs> the hat <laughs> she took that hat off all by herself it was so good um, but yeah, so where where were where we? Where are in we the, in the plot? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, what I was going to say, I like, I really like the structure of this movie mm-hmm. and how it takes about an hour to get into the roofing, mm. and before that, it's just an hour of these women being treated horribly by men. So that by the time they start drugging guys, it's like, yeah, that, that seems side. cool, yeah. yeah. And then it kind of it it takes us through the same journey as the characters in a way that then. When that guy shows up who has the autistic son, it's like, oh fuck, men are people. Yeah, not, it t- it takes a while to get to that point, but yeah, I also want to point out that I think that there's like a moment. It's the usher scene where they're like at the height of like yeah. the early two thousands, and I remember watching that scene and I was like, 
this is a period piece. I loved the mm-hmm. the two thousands uh, the two thousand and eight because then they have the the crash and then she doesn't see Ramona is J Lo's name. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, Constance they, Wu doesn't they don't see, see each her. Other anymore, her name's Dorothy yeah. then Destiny. They don't see each other for like three years, and then they start scheming because of the financial crisis. Yeah. Yes, it was very period because literally someone had J Lo had iOS six. Yeah. In a scene, and I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I don't know how they did that. The magic of CGI. They put on a casting call for someone who still had iOS 6, and they're like, can we use your phone? I'm dead. And then they give that, like, the lady, like, mom, or they call her, like, the woman who runs the, oh, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the ladies at the bar. They give her, like, uh, an iPhone 4 for Christmas, mm-hmm. I noticed. So cute. Yeah. Not to mention the, the peak, nostalgia. The music was also all accurate as well. Like yeah, the, the period, like the great. fact that they used Royals at the end in, in so 2013. Good. Oh yeah. Come on. No, I noted that too. Royals was so good. I don't want to talk about that scene yet because yeah. it's probably gonna it's be important later. Up. But um yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was where was I going with yeah. that? The plot was good. The people were good. The acting, the movie was good. I think also just like the the relationship, <laughs> the relationship between J Lo's character Ramona and Constance Wu Destiny, right? Yeah. Like it's just they really establish a strong bond before um, the recession. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole scene where she's teaching her how to dance, um, and she says she says this line, this amazing line where well, Constance was like, I don't know if I have the muscles for this, and Jayla's like, all girls have the muscles for this, and I'm like, it's just like at every moment they use it as like a point to like empower women, mm-hmm. despite being in such like a seedy environment, um, and I feel like that's also why the movie is so successful because it's like about sisterhood at, yeah. at the core of it. And I think that the whole movie is kind of about, like, okay, I read the article that it was based on, and there's a line in the beginning that says, um, in the early aughts, third wave feminism had inexplicably aligned with those of Howard Stern. <laughs> That's and it's, Howard Stern. And it's like, yeah, I do think <laughs> that, like, the somewhere along the line the patriarchy kind of tricked women into thinking that commodifying their bodies was empowering. Right. Mm. And it's like, I don't know. Like is, is it empowering to go into a room with a man and dance for him and have him wave you off? Like you're an ugly pair of shoes. Yeah. Like, no, just because you're making a lot of money, that doesn't mean that it's not hurting your spirit. Yeah, And that doesn't mean that like, we should be shitty to strippers or look down on them or something because also like, you know, all labor under capitalism is exploitative in some way. But I feel like the movie was kind of about these women repeatedly reaching the limits Mm -hmm. of how far this supposed empowerment goes Mm. where it's like, yeah, I'm stripping, I'm making money. It's great. And then they don't have enough money. And Mm -hmm. it's like the, the men that are supplying their money suddenly all lose their jobs and are no longer able to right. provide for them. And it's like, oh, so in a way you're not really providing for yourself. Or like when they move yeah. from going to the club you're, to like getting CDR clients and like yeah. working with and putting Craigslist ads out and mm-hmm. like making, pushing themselves and make, or at least Constance Wu is uncomfortable with it. Even yeah. if she doesn't tell JLo she is like. Yeah. Like and, there's a difference between being empowering and like 
Because, like, you can own your body, but if you're not comfortable in a situation, then it's not the same thing. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely kind of grooming her a little bit. That, mm. And that's another thing that I was talking about. Like, so yeah. the there's, like, one scene where J-Lo is helping her do her first strip for, like, a CEO. Because she's talking about she, – there's, like, this whole voiceover where she's like, there's three types of men that come into the yeah. club. Like, the lowly guy, the middle guy, and then, like, the CEOs. She and she's, like, undressing her. CEOs, CFOs, investment bankers, axe murderers. They mm-hmm. take the private mm-hmm. elevator to the only room with no cameras. They can be degrading, possessive, violent, and they never get in any trouble. Yeah. No, it's powerful. Um, but like what's funny about this scene is like she's like undressing Constance Wu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's like an I feel like it's an extremely smart visual foreshadowing for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like Constance Wu feels comfortable enough to degrade herself because Jennifer Lopez is like empowering her in a way, mm-hmm. but it's also like in a seductive way. Like the scene's kind of hot in like a perverted way. Um yeah, well, and, and her- the real connection is between Constance <laughs> and J-Lo, right. not between either of them and the guy. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the yeah. whole situation kind of lives and dies by the friendship between J-Lo and Constance, mm-hmm. which I think is part of why it's empowering at first. Because when Constance is just a regular stripper, her empowerment is conditional, and that condition is men's approval. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is like the opposite of empowering and once she starts getting with j-lo mm-hmm. it be- stripping becomes like how they express their friendship with one another it's yeah. like, like their own bonding activity that's reflected in the fact that she like finds this fucking dawn girl at the end and like she's like oh my replaces god her. and, she replaces fucking her. Hate and dawn. so that and that unravels the whole thing because it's not about their connection anymore it's about what it dawn becomes can, about money yeah, yeah. And um, Don is the fucking worst. Fuck Don. Fuck Don. Don. She's like my least favorite person in this whole movie. Isn't she supposed to be? She's in The Handmaid's Tale, I think. She is. And she's on Orange is the New Black. What is she on that? She um she she gets like killed in season one or two. Sure. Oh my God, the one with the cornrows? Yes. (gasps) Just now realizing. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. White girl with cornrows, I have to specify. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's the white girl with cornrows. But yeah, just to go back on what you were saying about um, Destiny's relationship with Ramona, Mm -hmm. I, the first, so I watched it a couple times before this. I watched it many times before, but just like I watched like two times to refresh myself. And I feel like the first time I watched it, I was kind of wondering whether or not I felt that Ramona was being genuine to Destiny. Yeah. I'm like. It's left a little ambiguous. It's Mm -hmm. But that's the thing, like upon watching it a second time, there are a couple of lines that Jennifer Lopez says to Des- to Constance Wu um, that are then recalled at the end of the movie. Mm. Um, like when they're first becoming friends, she says something to her like motherhood is a mental illness. Yes. Um, and then after the recession, when they meet in the diner again and they like... Co- plot this whole scheme to drug men she's like we were a bunch of hurricanes back in the day and then so when i watched it the second time i was like oh shit like she does she does care about her she does remember yeah like these moments that she had but like upon first viewing you are kind of like this woman's seedy like i don't know if she really cares about her um i think that goes back to the whole point of view thing because it is very clear that the whole time it's from Constance's point of view. Mm-hmm. So you have the payoff at the end when she's like, what did Ramona say about me? 
yeah. to the interviewer, and then it finally in the I last scene the you see with how happy, how how genuinely happy she was to talk about destiny mm-hmm. and like she keeps a photo of her as a kid in her wallet and, like, yeah it's so and she cute. shows it to her she goes how could her parents have ever abandoned her but you know what Which... the best scene is is like the cutest scene with like them is like the christmas mm-hmm. sequence where and she gets her daughter the exact thing that she wanted mm-hmm. yeah no that scene is very joyous and yeah. like destiny's grandma Oh my god. So cute. So good. But I also think that that's like kind of the moment where it's like JLo has a moment in the beginning where she says you just have to figure out what type of guy every guy is Mm -hmm. and know like how to play them and how to kind of give them what they want. And I think that that sort of bleeds into her personal relationships as well like she she can be very flattering and she can make people feel really good about themselves and then later on when Madeline Brewer comes in and she's like is this a cult and JLo's like it's a little bit of a cult and I'm like yeah JLo was giving charismatic leader it's that classic it's that classic example of like introverted extroverted best friends who like you don't know for sure if like you know they really like you or if they just like everybody uh-huh. and it's like I'm talking mm-hmm. from personal experience <laughs> yeah no <laughs> oh exactly we're both introverts that's why it works <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yes <laughs> yeah yes. I'm, I'm not yeah I'm not really introverted so <laughs> you're, a, you're a good extrovert <laughs> yeah yeah I'm Ambi I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert um ENFP <laughs> oh know. I'm an e. I just Wait, no, I'm an I, I'm an INFJ. Yeah, I, I honestly just um, named a bunch of letters that I think were part of it. I'm I don't know. ISFJ. What's S? I don't even remember. I'm an LGBT. I think. Her. I think. <laughs> oh, sensory. Oh, Thank and then you. N is intuitive, <laughs> right? Oh, okay. J is judgment. Judging? Yes. I think I switched from J to, I switched Judging from P to J. perceiving. Yeah. I do not perceive. I only judge. I do not perceive. Yeah, I, don't, I judge within seconds. I don't like the idea of being perceived, but I, Sam and I, Sam, you and I judged. That's like our thing. We judge. Yeah, we've I'm always happy judged. to be proven wrong, but I, I'm never happy to, for that because <laughs> I'm never wrong. I love I. Oh, I thought that you were raising your hand, Sam. But you no, were I was, just I was moving the mic. mic. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to yeah. reclaim my time. <laughs> you guys are talking too much. I'm uh, putting another white I claw because identify... uh, I'm a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is really... Um, <laughs> you can tell that this is a safe situation because we're all seated too far away from each other to place anything in each other's drinks. Mm-hmm. Especially ketamine mixed with MDMA. Yeah. I, when J, <laughs> one of the red flags with JLo, which I love, I kind of love watching movies and not even trying to guess what's going to happen. Just like letting it wash over me. Mm-hmm. Like no theories. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to feel. So I always, Mood. I let myself be like fooled by JLo in the beginning. I was like, she is such a sweet woman. I bet that <laughs> she was like then... falsely accused. Like, <laughs> like the men were just being dramatic. Mm. Um, and then she like drained an autism father's bank account and got him fired from his job. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like she 
even though she fucked these men over, she still felt empathy for like the women. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. like throughout every step of the way, it was like protect my girls, protect my girls. Mm-hmm. And she also like I feel like the they they included like these crackheads um towards the end because they wanted to illustrate like that she does have empathy. Like she I yeah. feel like she was genuinely trying to help like yeah. these downtrodden women like do better for themselves. And I think that's like what even though she was a little desperate. Yeah, yeah even though she was a little desperate. I also think it's kind of like how many corrupts mm-hmm. like once you reach a certain threshold there's like a greed that gets in the way she's blinded and by she, the and she becomes jet and she becomes very similar to those wall street guys yeah her justification for oh, sorry finish oh well lorraine scafaria who wrote and directed it worked at a wall street office when she was a teenager mm. doing like i don't know i don't know what she was doing but she said that she watched a bunch of those wall street guys like sell like naive old people on like bad investments and like kind of ruin people's lives. Yeah. So I feel like she, she is a screenwriter and as a director has a lot of empathy for JLo's character and really shares her rage at wall street, which I think is important at bringing some nuance and texture to the story. JLo's justification. I mean, uh, Ramona's justification for doing what she does is, like they were gonna do this anyway. Yeah, it might as well be us who does it. Uh-huh. Or like they were gonna they were even going when to they give... drug them, they're like they're gonna get this fucked up and waste all their money anyway. Yeah, they were going to give this money. She's to like, the club, if it's not they us, might as well give it's it gonna to be us. someone else. Exactly. She yeah. was literally like dehumanizing them in a way before existence, mm-hmm. which is how you know she actually has empathy. But she was yeah. like compartmentalizing the fact that it was a job for her. It's it's ethical fraud. And she was a mother. She had a daughter to yeah. take care of. Daughters. I think yeah. what she did, even though maybe it was like um, ethical fraud, illegal. It, it, even though it was illegal, there was still like some ethics to it. Like there's still some morals. Like she's like the the Robin Hood of feminism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a, a diva is a female version of a hustler. <laughs> exactly. You're right. From the words of Beyonce, money can't buy you class. Um, I also okay. So before they start embarking on their journey um, for fishing, they call it, um, drugging the men and and draining them of their credit cards. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a sequence where they show them working their like normal nine to five jobs. Um, And Constance Wu's character is trying to interview at like a Macy's department store, I think. Um, She's getting interviewed by like this random French lady. Um. And she's just like being honest about her resume and the lady's like, so you have a GED, you haven't worked retail before, why would we hire you? And I remember literally yelling at the screen, girl, just lie. Like, why don't you just lie on your resume? Like, (laughs) I'm like, you, so you don't want to scam and lie in like this retail interview, but you're willing to go as far that's as the funniest thing. once you do it you can never go back it's amazing yeah. like i have a friend jamie from college um everybody lies on their resume who has been my fake manager on my resume for multiple jobs they oh, call yeah. her out mm-hmm. of the blue she's like oh jake pff, best server ever she's never worked in a restaurant <laughs> she she's yeah. just like you know that's I how love. you get the job. And like no it's one ever calls either. Like nine times out of ten, at least with a restaurant job, it's like they put you on yeah. a training yeah. shift to see. 
It's not like they're going to vet you. Yeah. Sometimes they do, but why would you tell the truth ever? This is America. Mm-hmm. Like retail and service industry jobs just fucking lie. Like anybody could do it. That being said, it's kind of creepy that door. anyone could get hired. <laughs> yeah. Because like I worked at this place with a guy who literally like would be shooting up coke in the bathroom. Oh my god. Shooting up coke. Well, I mean, yeah, like make every sure, day. Like definitely yeah. background check for like crime <laughs> and you know. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, um, but, but you know, criminals deserve to work. Yeah, yeah. they they do. I also You're love right. that every time J Lo had, every time range. Ramona had to have a job that wasn't whatever, she always had like a name tag or uh-huh. like worked at the Gap, which is so. It was such an interesting juxtaposition yeah. from her in the fur coat, yeah. like I, her yeah. with the name tag at the Gap. But she was happy either way. Yeah, I had a friend who um, did slash I think still does sex work Mm -hmm. and she and she was like honestly like I fucking I fucking hate sex work is what she said she said I hate doing it but I could not go back to a fucking office job where I'm getting micromanaged eight hours a day and making less money in that day than I could make in one hour especially nowadays where a lot of sex work is able to be in the hands of the person who um, does it? Does it? Yeah. I mean, no, it's still never going to be a hundred percent that way because of like companies and stuff, OnlyFans, etc. Mm-hmm. But I think it's and so like much more. It's so much better <laughs> and the market, marketplace. right? But it's so much. It's such a healthier way to like if it can be on your own terms, and that's yeah. what this movie's kind of about because yeah. this was mm-hmm. before all of that. Constance has that line where she's like, "I was a CFO." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, in her, in her I was own like a right. businesswoman. And yeah. like when JLo was at the department store, there's also like this scene that like kind of motivates the audience to like get behind them where like her manager, she's like asking her manager if she can like leave early on Fridays to like pick up her kid mm-hmm. from school. Right. And he's like, why should I give a shit? Like, am I the father? He's being such an asshole. He's being such a fucking dick. Um, But that's like the point. They want you to be like, fuck this country. I hate this place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you really can't win. And I think the really movie's like existence that. though, the fact that they cast all these like popular women as strippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm kind of subverts that as well because yeah. it's like yeah. you know it makes it glamorous in a way that's not like I, it obviously shows how dangerous and annoying it is but like it I don't know yeah that's yeah. an interesting yeah. point yeah and there's also another quote from uh, the article it says that most of the men were assholes and the person who Constance we ended up getting based on says um, when she started, she would like pick fights with her boyfriend because working there just kind of made her hate men. Mm. Because it's like when men are interacting with women who they they don't feel like a reason to be nice to. Right. When it's like, not only are you a sex worker, but men are treating you with the same, with a similar level of scorn that they treat like food service employees Mm -hmm. but it's like they're talking about your fucking tits like it's a burger that you forgot to put onions on yeah there's uh there was a manager who said to the journalist the girls developed a terrible content a terrible contempt they stop believing that men are real they think they are there for me to manipulate and take money from and of course like the men who (laughs) attend strip clubs yeah tend not to see women as real either 
especially these like big like CEOs right, right. who those probably, kind of strip clubs, yeah, yeah, who definitely. I mean, they definitely don't treat the fucking like receptionists at their job no. very kindly either. They have like very big problems with women. So it's like there's the sort of degradation of empathy on both sides mm-hmm. where they're both like the men are like, I need to see this girl's tits right, right now. And then the girls are like, I need you to give me a hundred dollars right, right now. There's this sort of almost like mutual like hatred mm-hmm. of one yeah. another. It's like that scene where she, he like gives her $300 to like give him a little job. And then it turns out and it, then was it was 320. It was 60, yeah. Yeah, $60. I remember Horrible. watching that and I was like, that's I like felt, the bleakest pr- yeah. representation mm-hmm. of that. I in felt the movie. so bad for her, but then mm-hmm. I was also like, at least she didn't do it for free. Like me and most of my friends do. So, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> and, it's, Fair enough. and it's like, I'm Gee. sure. And, and it's like, definitely like there are people who go to strip clubs and are like lovely patrons and they're like, fine. But really, the, but even the girl in this article, she says that when the guys were nice and were like, I just want to talk to you, that kind of pissed her off too. Cause she was like, come on, like, no, give me don't. fucking money. Like, just yeah. let me give you Sometimes a lap dance also, and give like, me $200. The conversation, and then, like, even as like a bartender, it's not the same thing, but it's in the same realm of mm-hmm. people paying the for your attention. Labor. It's yeah. emotional labor. I don't want to hear about your. No, it really, day. It really day. is like that. Yeah. I bartended, well, I first bar backed and then bartended briefly in a in a gay nightclub oh god and it did kind of feel like that like there were a lot of really creepy older men older men some of them like not like just like just creepy gross men who um would kind of treat me that way yeah i mean i work in a straight bar thankfully honestly (laughs) i do yeah fuck gays i do think it is i do i don't think i could I could work in a gay bar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Gays Sorry. are transgressive. We, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, gay. I mean, I, Listeners. You are? <laughs> no, I just think that um, I'm easier. I, it's easier for me to deal with straight nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Because they're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also just like. I don't know what that means. I, th- I, think, I think bars in general are just seedy. Yeah. Um awful places strip clubs bars they're all like the lowest vibration of humanity Uh um i mean that's what we want them for though because like we want to be low vibrations when we go to a bar exactly yeah yeah low vibrations vibrations. the j-lo story (laughs) um i'm oh a line that i was obsessed with um was when constance calls the that like kind of low level guy who's like I just want to talk to you as a person I love your penmanship mm. which Stephen I think his name which was the person who was interviewed in the article says I kind of hated that more I just thought that he was pathetic um but she calls him up asking for money yeah and he and he's like and her baby is crying and he's like should you attend to that and yeah. she goes that's my friend's baby I'm just watching it oh my god I no. love the word I, I laughed at, yeah it, yeah <laughs> I laughed out loud when I when I heard that line. I like, didn't even notice that. Like, immediately ready to throw her child under it's the bus so funny. to get this laptop. I also love how completely irrelevant the baby's dad was in the whole. Oh movie. my god, we he's have in no like idea. two scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, that's he, right. No, he's like, we're. Gonna, I'm gonna take care of you, and she's like, rolls her eyes, and then he like, like an and earring. then he's like leaving, saying, I don't want any part of this. She's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. she. Well, like they have like an argument. Um, I'm happy that she wasn't like 
physically abused on screen. I yeah. feel like it was alluded to, but they didn't show it. And I feel like it was an intentional choice. I also Have agree you guys? with yeah. Oh, okay. just the most of the movie was like that. Like I think that that scene with the sixty dollars was like the most dark it got in that context like men abusing yeah i feel like it was it's just we don't need to be shown we know that men are shitty to these women i feel like i like that that it wasn't like on screen yeah. because i feel yeah. like that can get gratuitous mm -hmm. i also feel like in a way it wasn't like yes like men having degraded women is the justification for why they're doing this and it's it's made very clear without necessarily being like explicitly portrayed. We know. But it also yeah. is a movie about women exploiting men. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see in detail, mm -hmm. yes. which was a nice reversal. Yeah. But, promising young woman vibes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um that's a good movie. Yeah. I I forgot what I was going to say. Um so yeah, I so now they've decided to drug the men they're doing this scheme they get like a little ragtag group of girls together it's constance j-lo we got lily reinhardt as her character's name is like elizabeth or something yeah i have no and idea we, i was keeks and then kiki palmer she plays this girl named mercedes oh it's annabelle um, is the lily reinhardt annabelle yeah, yeah yeah you're right like elizabeth annabelle whatever yeah. something basic i loved the um, squad yeah Such a good this, squad. this that core squad is great when they deviate from that i'm like i don't care as much they were rando girls <laughs> at christmas i was like mm. yeah i was like what are you doing here mm. Um, but there were some like really good moments in like the first few drugging scenes. Um, like, oh my god! Like Gary, Kiki, Gary. I was gonna talk about Gary, Kiki Palmer. Well, they do the, this tagline to the men where like one of them will be talking to them and then they'll be like, "Oh, these are my sisters." And Kiki Palmer is like, "Oh, we got the same dad, different moms." Um, and I I thought that was funny, but yeah, like so Gary, this guy Gary, it's like I think that's their first one that they show yeah. on screen. He is blacking out, passing out, like they're trying to wake him back up to get his credit card. <laughs> and Kiki Palmer is like crying, yeah, and she's like, "We love you, Gary. I know, wake I love up, that. Gary. I love <laughs> that shit." Took me out. Um, but then they eventually get the money, and then it like cuts to them doing the electric slide to I Gary's know. demise. So good. <laughs> I and they're just popping so much champagne and yeah, I wanted to be there with them yeah. doing the electric. That slide. was definitely oh. the best, the highlight of the film. One me. moment that I was obsessed with is J Lo victim blaming their first victim. There's back <laughs> mm -hmm. when back the when the, back when the robberies are like fun and yeah. not like scary. Uh, <laughs> she's talking to one of the guys on the phone who's probably like a CEO that they took like ten thousand dollars from. Like sure. who cares? Um, and she's like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the cops? You're going to tell your wife and kid that you spent too much money at the strip club? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. Yes. No, like grill them. Right. Embarrass them. It literally, like, it was very promising so young woman. They were so stealing funny. Oh, yeah. Why was it? Because Lorraine Scafaria, the writer-director, is um, the girlfriend of Bo Burnham, who was in Promising Young <gasps> No Woman. way. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a they have a sexy that. age gap relationship. How old she's, is she? She's a cougar. She's in her forties, and yeah. he's in his like early thirties. That's what I suspected. Watch out! Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that makes. I want to rewatch that tonight. 
I I love Promising Young Woman, but every time I think about it, I just, I wish that she had been killing those fucking guys. I know. Yeah. It's a rape revenge movie, but the revenge in question is a stern talking to? No, literally. What the fuck? Well, it's, it was, it's it really was subverted well at the though. end, though. I literally thought that she was killing them. In the until, trailer. They wanted you to think that. No. I know. I thought that she was killing them for the first two thirds of the movie. But at the very first she one, she just talks to him. You no. see it on screen. I know, but then the next scene is her with the ketchup coming down ketchup, her arm. Yeah. I thought that it was a metaphor for the blood for and that she killed yeah. him. And <laughs> no, she's also like, you. she has the like the the hit list in her diary, mm-hmm. and she, and they're written in different fonts. And I was like, oh, so she, does she only talk to some of them, and then some of them she kills? But Sam, and then one of the would ones you that she, do a certain talking to, or would you do the murder? Well, I <laughs> I wouldn't do either, but that's because I'm not a movie protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> you could be. One day, Diablo. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I was kind of hoping that she would do like some violence. Yeah, I, I really like stylized violence, not like mm. gratuitous. Like, but I like. I love gratuitous. I like. Violence. I like revenge <laughs> violence too. Yeah, mm. like, and that's what I was kind of hoping for when I see them. I'm really glad we agree on that. Um, <laughs> but me, like, the dialogue's really good. About, but that, that's the other point you remember is that she took out most of her rage randomly on the women. Like Connie Britton. Oh, yeah. The girl at mm-hmm. the hotel. I mean, they deserved it, too. They were all complicit. Connie Britton's daughter was complicit. Connie yeah. Britton deserved it. Fucking bitch. <laughs> she always plays <laughs> an uptight bitch. Well, that's the thing, is that she she didn't actually take it out on Connie Britton's daughter. She just dropped her off at the diner. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well. Imagine if she actually had brought her to a college dorm to get gang raped. I thought yeah, she did. Awful. It would have been funny. It would have been camp. <laughs> it would have been camp. Oh, what, what I was going to fuck? say. She took her to fraternity guys, X. Have you guys seen Showgirls? Jesus Christ! <laughs> we don't need to talk about fraternity. X. Have you Have you seen Showgirls? Um, I've seen like clips. Of I've Show heard Girls. of it. Okay, it's Michelle unf- Visage talks about it. It's a lot. unfairly <laughs> maligned. It's actually an incredible film. Uh, and it's very and it's kind of similar to Hustlers in the sense that it's about like the uh, the exploitation of women who are strippers (laughs) and about like yeah but then near the end there's just this random like gang rape of a stripper and and for the first I didn't know about this and for the first like two thirds of the movie I was was like this is a fucking masterpiece like it is it's literally camp and it's directed by Paul Verhoeven who's an icon and isn't he the one who did the West Side Story revival that's Ivo Van <laughs> no, Paul Verhoeven did Starship I'm Troopers so and Robocop. <laughs> and oh, and he did Benedetta. Did you guys see Benedetta? Wait, Abel Benedetta. I just got my fucking like European directors mixed up. Like, <laughs> not even in the same realm of direction. Like, the one who did a view from the bridge with the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, do, he, he does like the weird Broadway revivals. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that's Robocop. <laughs> He did Robocop. Paul Verhoeven did Robocop. Do you remember the movie Robots? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> so good. Robots. No, but I, I didn't know that there was a gang rape at, at the end of Showgirls. Yeah. It's kind of like how people don't talk about how dirty dancing is about an abortion. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 Like That's like you, the crux of dirty dancing. If you jump into the air like that. The baby you just automatically right get abortion. That, that's how she that they performed an abortion in front of everyone. Well, Texas that's just awful. banned that move because of what? Oh. 
Wait, really? No. Yeah, in a, in a Footloose <laughs> style <laughs> dystopia, uh-huh, uh-huh. Texas said you can dance, but you can't but you do can the jump. lift at the end of you Dirty You can't dancing. do the lift because it causes spontaneous abortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was thinking, this is something that I tried to do in stand-up and it bombed so hard that I'm just going to say it here. You yeah. know how Sheen has lead poisoning in all their clothes? Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it causes miscarriages. <laughs> so I'm Sorry, thinking... It's not funny. No, I'm just like laughing at the lead poisoning. So I'm thinking oh those women in Texas should just buy a shit ton of clothes from Sheen, do like a progressively tighter dress every day, oh my God. and then eventually the baby will just slide right a out. A Sheen corset. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> what, what, fuck, what is Texas going to do? Ban Sheen tampons from sweatshops? No. Texas probably has a bunch of sweatshops. Yeah, I Wait, guess, I guess you could is get like Sheen a really Sheen a sweatshop? Vibrator. I kind of wanted to buy something from them. Well, it's like <laughs> No, it's yeah, apparently they're like the most exploitative up. out of like all the fast fashion brands. <sighs> mm-hmm. But they're that's like why the they're the cheapest. They're the biggest contributor to climate change by like a lot. Climate that's, change that's what, or yeah. Climate. Yeah. Like they use a bunch of fossil fuels or something. Oh, I was thinking like we were changing it for the good. Oh. <laughs> for, for a second. I lost my mind. <laughs> I lost my mind. Yeah, oh, something fun about this movie. Hop. I literally didn't I didn't remember it until it happened. Um and then I was like there's there's like a New York comedian who has a cameo in this movie. Ooh, who, who? Jean-Marco Cerezzi has one line in Hustlers. Who's that? And I guess yeah, who, who's that? You who's he? Who's he in the movie? I've never I've never personally spoken to him, but he's big on TikTok, I think. What does he say in the movie? Yeah, what does he do? He's he's one of the guys who um they try to get him to come back to the club with them and he's like, No, I really have to go home oh. and Is he like the nerdy looking one? Yeah. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense that you gravitated towards him. Yeah, I would totally <laughs> I would even as a non as even as a non straight person, I would totally go back to a club with Kiki Palmer right? J Lo and uh, Constance Wu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so much fun. But I feel like they would like pick up on the fact that like I would want to go back with them to like Kiki to, to Kiki and just like hang out. To Kiki yeah. Palmer. Yeah, to Kiki yeah. Kiki Kiki Palmer. Um uh something that I liked was when Julia Stiles is interviewing the cops and they're talking about like the case and they're like, it freaked us out so much we stopped going to that club. <laughs> Hilarious. There's yeah, that's like one of two moments where Julia Stiles just gives like a glare. Yeah. And it like reads for laughs. Um I think the first time is when she's like they're cutting to her interviewing uh um what's the character's name? Destiny mm-hmm. in the home. Um and Destiny's talking about um like uh, the the drug making process and she was like she says something like in our world it's normal like these men are mainlining coke on their way to work mm-hmm. um, and then she like hands her like a, a mug of tea and Julia Stiles just like looks at it suspiciously but like it was that directorial choice made me lol yeah um, that was really fun that's like what Julia Stiles does well is just like kind of look <laughs> suspicious like she's always just like I don't know skeptic. why I'm she's skeptical she's so like why she's there yeah it's <laughs> like what am I doing here I'm Julia Stiles yeah. I'm confused I'm like me too girl <laughs> I was uh, I was very confused by how Kiki and Lily Reinhardt got more jail time than JLo and Constance but they served weekends 
Yeah, but st- but <laughs> which is weird. But J Lo yeah, and Constance like, only go got probation. Weekend. Can you come? Can you guys come to brunch this weekend? No, I gotta go to jail for go to the jail. weekend. They could do shit on Thursday though. Like yeah. Yeah. people go out on Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Not that Show bad. up hungover to jail. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> do they have to take a new mugshot every time? Oh, fun! Yeah, right. Go in with different looks. Like, do they have to put on like looks. the like the orange jumpsuit? Every yeah. time. Orange is the new mm-hmm. black. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about this movie that we want to talk about before we move on to awards? I have several um, awards. Yeah, I... I um, oh, I just want to say um, another notable Kiki Palmer moment. Um, I want to talk about two Kiki Palmer moments. Yeah, well, Wait, we're going to get to that. We're, we're going to get we'll to that? Okay, never mind. Okay. Cut this. Oh, okay, the- there's... Okay, oh. so then I just want to talk about this. Um, I thought the soundtrack to this movie was fantastic. So yeah. um, and there was one moment in particular where it, it was like a, a mashup between Birthday Cake by Rihanna yeah. that went seamlessly into Ass Dance by ass. Big Sean. Um, it was masterful the way they mixed that. Um... So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. A um, lot of great lines in this movie. Just like uh, overall, like wonderful writing. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Oh, Royals also another great yeah. example of a song choice. Jake brought it up. Yeah. Um, that whole scene in general mm-hmm. um, is like a masterclass in filmmaking. First of all, the costume choice. When they all the get ju- arrested. The juicy couture sweater that JLo's wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the leather pants. Iconic. Um, the shot of like the money leaving her hand. Yeah. When so she has good. her hands up. I was like. I do wish that chills. JLo had gone last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but, I, don't know. I, I don't remember what the. Maybe they were trying to illustrate like the timeline of events because yeah. like constance Wu gets arrested and then she texts she well um, she's last and then it's kiki leaving her boyfriend in jail first or second mm, yeah i don't know let's re-edit it's fine <laughs> so here on the tony awards we <laughs> give three awards to everything we watch the first of which is best prop so samuel what was your best prop oh my god okay so best prop, um, I can I do like a tie? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. So both of these props um, are J Lo's props. Mm-hmm. Um, she had like a constant cigarette throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like she would just light up a cigarette like indoors, and nobody would say a fucking thing um, because she's just powerful. So it was fine. Um, but more notably, I want to talk about um, the fur coat. I think I know it's like a costume piece, but the way they used it was a prop. Um, you know, in, in their initial like meeting scene, um, when she's like, "Here, like, come under my coat," and it's like a very, very nice cute. like visual representation of her literally being like, "I'm taking you under my wing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, when she gifts her the ch- the same chinchilla coat uh, at Christmas, it's like. Um, it's just a really nice moment because it's basically she's like passing the baton to her. She's like, um, you know, the student has taught the teacher. Here's your coat. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. It's like a really nice moment. I, I really like the symbolism of like the fur coat and like what it represents um, to their friendship. That's yeah. my favorite prop. Uh, my best prop was that guy's autistic son. <laughs> 
What was yours, Jay? <laughs> Mine was actually the juicy sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But specifically the fact that her hood was up. <laughs> and then she's just like, oh, time to get arrested. <laughs> uh, the next award is best J-Lo moment. Obviously, mine was the criminal dance. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but way more to choose from than in. Yes, than in films. any other movie. Mm-hmm. It was just banger after banger from JLo. Mine was, um, it was really cute actually when they were making, when they were like breaking bad and they were making <laughs> the mixture of the roofie. There was this one shot of like Constance looking away, like looking at the stuff. And then JLo's like watching her holding the cigarette, watching her, and she just like smiles like. Because they're like BFFs. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, and then they like pass out on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's so a good scene. It's it funny. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Um. Yeah. The the strip tea scene is definitely like up there, but since you said that one, I guess like my best J Lo moment. I'm gonna say it's. She gives like a monologue at the end, right. um, when she's being interviewed in the office. Um, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, there, there's this one line that just is really good where she kind of sums up the whole movie. She's like, this whole country is a fucking strip club. You got people tossing the money and people doing the dance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, period. I Iconic. felt that. Yeah, Karl Marx. Karl Marx would yes. be beaming mm-hmm. if he was in the movie theater. <laughs> rolling around, rolling over. And what was your best Kiki Palmer moment? Oh my god! Crossover. So, I think the best Kiki Palmer moment is um, there is when she just like abandons Destiny. Yes. So the line. So the line of dialogue. Destiny goes. We're gonna. So they're, they're. this guy is unconscious that they drugged, um, and they he bring him. They bring the him roof. to the hospital. Yeah, he jumped off the roof. Mine He's is also in this scene. So, um, and Destiny's like, "We're gonna take him inside the hospital." And Mercedes Kiki Palmer is like, "I thought we were just gonna leave him here." And Destiny's <laughs> like, "Mercedes, this is a business." And literally, her response is just "No," <laughs> and then she runs off into the night in like go-go boots uh-huh. and like a denim onesie. Yeah, and, she, and, and it's just like <laughs> she just says "No" and then like runs away, but and that's like her exit from the, the movie. That she <laughs> wanted, yeah, until she's arrested later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that she wanted to leave this like, naked, bleeding man in, in the front of a hospital, parking lot of a hospital. But it's like it's relatable because it's just no, yeah. like, I, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Like, like I don't yeah. want to get arrested because of this like i get it I'm mine is too. also in this same scene because it's when she first calls constance Wu over to the house she said he took a bunch of drugs and jumped off the roof and he, like and then constance was like okay grab his legs and kiki goes oh we're not gonna kill him are we <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes, like she was so willing funny. to do it but she's like oh fuck. <laughs> to kill him uh, my best Kiki moment was when she was working at the Gap with J Lo and talking about how her boyfriend is probably going to prison. Dragon, and she, and she just goes, three to five is a long commitment." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking incredible. Uh, the next award is a custom award, and it can go to anything. So, Jake, what was yours? Mine was best uh, background uh, actor goes to the naked guy. <laughs> <laughs> who literally only draw? Honestly, I bet he made a bunch of money yeah, for that. that yeah, was a he had man. to. He, oh yeah, he was like carried by all the girls. Mm-hmm. Got you know 
shown on camera. I wonder if that was his real penis. You know, they can like CGI. I feel that like now. It, if it's an extra, it's definitely a real penis. It's definitely a real penis. That's I mean, what I, I feel know. like because they pay for it. Yeah. Apparently, they, the penises in Euphoria were all CGI penises. But not so. the ones in the extras. Oh, wow. I don't think. I mean, HBO uses fake penises only for people with like only roles. For only for like the real actors. Prosthetics, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was your custom award? Okay, my custom award was Best Celebrity Cameo. Um, and I did a tie between Usher and Lizzo's Flute. Um, because <laughs> uh, Sasha, what's her, what's her name? She, oh, the flute has a name. Yes, yeah, Sasha right. Flute? No. Something like that. <laughs> Something Sasha Flute. Flute. Yeah, Sasha Flute. We're just going to go with that. Yeah, um, yeah I... I I thought it was funny that the flute made an appearance because it's, uh, it's so obviously Lizzo. And her character's name, I think, was Liz also. <laughs> so it was like... It was Zo. Uh, like, she's she's basically just playing herself. But I remember when they introduced her, I remember thinking, like, is the flute, like, part of the stripper's act? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, did she bring the flute backstage to practice her, like, her flute strip tease? Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is yeah, Sasha Flute. The flute, uh, Sasha Flute making an appearance <laughs> um, was pretty iconic. Love. Um, uh, my yeah. custom award was Best Needle Drop, and it goes to the song Gimme More over mm, yeah. the strippers talking about how they need to make more and more money. Wow. I thought that yeah. that was pretty fun. So, yeah, I agree. So, it looks like we're done with the podcast. Oh, wait. Was oh. this movie better than. Oh, fuck. I don't even know what you're. I don't either. New what have we been covering? It was <laughs> uh, a couple movies ago, right? Has anything been better than The Cell? I don't think so. Oh, Monster-in-Law. Oh, Monster-in-Law. Is Hustlers better than Monster-in-Law? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen Monster-in-Law, so I can confirm. <laughs> if Jane Fonda, though, played like the Madam Lady or oh, whatever. That would have been great. Yeah. Come on. But I have to say that like... Monster-in-law is definitely, like, a close second to Hustlers in terms of, like, <laughs> J-Lo's career. Like, when I think of two movies and I'm, like, I am watching this for J-Lo, I think of I would think Hustlers An- and monster I think Anaconda. My, <laughs> my top three favorite movies so far. Hustlers, Anaconda, The Boy Next Door. Well, What? You like it? Even though the director's a pedophile? Uh, my God. I thought it was an extraordinary feat. You don't have to say that. It's just a yeah, you, didn't to, <laughs> you didn't have to mention it. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, before we end this, I just want to say that apparently Samantha Barbash, the woman who oh. J-Lo's character is based off of. Her name was Samantha? Um, yeah, yeah. She wanted to sue J-Lo and is like currently writing a memoir about her experiences. Which is so funny because it's Why like, J-Lo? J-Lo? J-Lo didn't write the movie. As opposed- I think she was like a lead producer on it. Uh, I think. Okay, but. I feel like she would have sued the studio. But, yeah. but what's funny though is that mm. the girl who's based off of Constance, Constance Wu's character is based off of, her name is Rosie. Um, she was cool with it and she even made like late night talk show appearances what? with Constance Wu and was like, yeah, like. So if this woman had been cool <laughs> with it, she could have just made uh, late night she appearances is, with Rosie J-Lo. She is. Rosie is Asian. Because J-Lo has that line. She's like, you're a triple threat. You're gorgeous, young, Asian. Yeah. And then Constance Wu was like, haha, I love you, J-Lo. Beautiful, All Asian. Right. Hail Paymon. Hail Paymon. Yeah, Bye. Hail Paymon. Bye.